From the University of Central Oklahoma, this is Legal Aliens with Mars. The international student podcast where we discuss the ups, the downs, and everything in between. I'm your host, Mardiana Malik, professional media major and youth central journalist. Oh, and I also go by Mars. Welcome to episode two, and thank you for being here. On the last episode, we talked about language barriers and cuisine differences. So my classmate, when they form a group or something, they right. don't want me to be in the group. I think one of the reasons, like, because I'm an international student and my personality is that I don't talk a lot in class. Right. So I think it creates something between me and them. Being someone who's eaten food that's filled with spice, whatever it be, if mm-hmm. it's bland, you're not going to please me. Initially, a lot of stuff that I ate here didn't meet my flavor expectations. Today, V and Pratik are back to share more about their journey. But first, we have another special guest, South Korean exchange student Sung Hyun Bang. From Seoul, Korea, he is a law student from the Korean National Police University. I'm pretty excited to learn about the differences between student life in South Korea and America. But first, have you been anywhere else in the U.S. apart from Oklahoma? Okay, do you plan to visit more places? That's really cool. I'm glad you're able to go around the U.S. before you go back to Korea. So what are some of the first things that you noticed when you first got here? I get where you're coming from because in a lot of countries around the world, tipping is not required. So I was pretty confused when I first got here as well. Here are some fun facts about tipping. So in North, Central, and South America, tipping is required because it's normally a source of income for servers. In Europe, it's not always required. And in Asia, it's not a culture at all. In countries like Japan and Nepal, They believe that good service is standard and expected, so tipping might even be considered offensive. So that's something interesting to keep in mind about tipping culture around the world. Have you noticed any other major differences between South Korean students and American students? Yeah, I agree. 
I currently have two on-campus jobs, and I think time management is the key. Almost everyone I met at UCO has a job, and they are partially or fully supporting themselves financially. And I think being able to balance work and study really isn't easy. It's something really respectable. So, why do you think Korean students don't have a working culture? I have one more question for you. How are you adapting to the culture here so far? That's true, though, because not every international student gets that kind of exposure. So, what is it like for other South Korean students? Can you speak on their behalf? Oh wow, I feel so bad for the guy that had to go bald. But anyway, Sunghyun, thank you so much for being here and sharing your experience. Fitting in with your peers in a whole new environment is always challenging, regardless of how old you are or where you're from. V Lung from Vietnam is the director of U Central News and an online editor in the Vista newspaper. But it took a lot of hard work to get to where she is today, and I know she has been through so much. V, I know you're graduating this semester, so how has four years at UCO changed you as a person? For my 18-19 years, I just at home with my parents, and my parents take care of everything. I just need to go to class and then <laughs> yeah. go home. And yeah. so when I come here, I'm alone. I don't have family with me. I don't know anyone here, so mm-hmm. I need to do anything by myself. I need to know like what I'm good at. I ask myself that question so many times, and after that, like I define my personality. I think I change a lot. Like coming here allow me an opportunity to grow and become me today, like the one who talking with you. In the previous episode, we talked about some of the language barriers that you faced. So, what advice would you give to international students who have faced the same problems as you, or are facing the same problems? So I'm also in the international student culture, and I'm I was um, I was a part of the Vietnamese Student Association. So mm-hmm. I met a lot of international students. One thing that some international students don't do is like they don't know all the resources that they have. Like they oh, don't they know, don't know about resources. Yeah, they don't uh-huh. know like who they should talk to about this problem or that problem. Uh, for example, we have the international student culture. We have a lot of event for them to go 
and to meet people from their country or from different country. All of things is just free and I can just go and I can just hang out with friends of my country and I can feel like I'm at home. The education system of each country is really different. And in yeah, my country, sure. I don't have an advisor. If they have academic problem, they can just come and see the advisor. So that's something that international students need to know, like, hey, ask someone about your inquiry. Mm-hmm. One thing, like, the culture is really different in Vietnam and here is that professor usually encourage students to speak up in class and yeah. have lots of group discussion and group project. In Vietnam, like, the um, traditional teaching method is just, like, teacher teach and student take no and that's yeah. it and sometimes they raise their hand to have some questions but yeah. not like a question on the time or something like that it's kind of a thing that I still need to work on that mm-hmm. I don't usually get used to like just speak in class or like answer questions I need to go and talk to my professor like hey I don't usually want to speak I will raise my hand if I want to speak up and I told a lot of professors about that and some of them really care about students and some of them ask me right before like We start class and they just have a conversation with me and they say like, hey, we have a lot of assignment in class. Like how comfortable you are to, um, to talk, yeah, to talk and to yeah. share. And I really appreciate them. Oh. After like four years, I still rarely speak up, mm-hmm. but like I still try to involve in a like conversation and stuff. And I asked the professor after class about the question and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they're always super helpful. Yeah. Yeah, the most important thing is like they create an environment that we want to participate. Honestly, I agree with you. I think all the professors in the mass communication department are so good. Every professor I've had has really been so helpful. So yeah, shout out to all the pro media professors. But anyway, I do agree with you about the teaching culture in Asia because in Malaysia, where I'm from, we don't really actively participate. So coming here, I had to push myself out of my comfort zone. Why did you choose professional media out of so many communication majors? I was into social media since I was in high school, so I want to develop more in that. But like when I get here and I know that we have a newspaper, and I talked to my advisor about, like, hey, can I have a minor in journalism? She told me if I want to double major, I only need like 15 more credit hours. So that's why I like, okay, I just do double major. It's not that much different between one major and two major. So I choose double major in strategic communications and professional media. I feel like my professor inspired me a lot. Like in video news one, in producing class, in media management, like they just give me a lot of knowledge and right. I just learned a lot from them and that's something that I want to do. Well, that's all we have from V today. Thank you for being an inspiration, V. And thank you for sharing with us. Thank you so much for having me. International student life is something I'm really passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, I want international students to know about something and I want other people to know like how the life of international student is. So it's really fun to share with you on the experience. Moving on, we have our last guest for today, Pratik Shetty. He is from Karnataka, India, and he's majoring in forensics chemistry with a minor in biology. And if you heard episode 1, you know that Pratik is Mr. International UCO 2018 and 19. For anyone that doesn't know, UCO has an annual scholarship pageant for international students and winning it is a pretty big deal. So Pratik, tell us what made you join something so extravagant like a pageant. In one short word, my mom. 
she's someone who took part in the pageant in uh, Dubai actually and she actually uh, ended up winning second runner up even though she was probably she was the eldest person there actually oh. and a lot of people were surprised when uh, she told them that she had a son who at that time was probably 16 16 years old so people were taken aback but anyway going back to why I joined the pageant so she kind of talked to me about it when i told her that hey mom there's this pageant and i don't know i seemed kind of interested what do you think so she was like yeah do it cuz you have the talent just get out of your comfort zone and when i thought about it a lot more it made me think that yeah i wasn't as involved on campus because honestly i feel that i'm someone who likes to be busy so i saw this as a way to kind of step out of that zone and be able to do stuff with the crown that i have or with by meeting new people yeah that's basically how i got into the pageant and here i am with the crown funnily enough as someone who is reserved and quiet by nature what was that whole experience like for you was it a lot to handle was it overwhelming personally i'm not that much of a talkative person well it might seem like the way i'm talking over here <laughs> but um actually not because i like to be reserved a lot of the times mm. and i only talk to people who are friends with me or pretty close with me and not so much with people whom i don't know mm. we didn't have have as many contestants it didn't feel heavy in terms of competition i would say mm. but i felt i feel that was also a plus in a way that i wasn't as burdened by the thought of doing the pageant and then gradually i made friends through the pageant also now the first runner up of the pageant who initially used to hate me and i used to hate him too but now Theo? yeah Theo, you used to hate Theo. yeah we both used to hate each other why? but now we are room i don't know why. i guess it's i don't know like the initial image of each other the flamboyance that pours out of Theo is just a little too much to handle sometimes <laughs> so that initially kind of turned me away from him but he kind of pushed on and pushed on and tried to want to become friends with me and uh. turns out now we're roommates and ever since I've, I've kept myself busy so cool okay so what was your platform during your reigning year my um platform was about bringing out cultural nuances that people are probably not aware of at first sight for example things like why a person of muslim religion would probably not eat pork mm. or why a hindu would not eat beef nuances like that that when someone asks you of things and when you try to explain it to them it does seem a little hard initially they don't tend to understand mm. but i wanted to get that out so people understood or why we do what we do mm. in our daily lives so okay So what have you been able to achieve so far with this platform for international students? Well, um what also helped was that Miss UCA International uh Tanika she had a platform similar to mine. Actually for the first time ever international royalty were asked to host an event which we hosted successfully I can say. It was in November called the whole shebang. The main idea of the program was to have people to come and discuss the intercultural differences of certain certain topics like dating and just life in general, how life is different over here than it is back home. We also had food from 10 different countries, some dance and games at the end of it all. So it turned out to be a good event and that was a major carrier for our platform on campus. If there was something that I would like to have had a little more over there, that probably be the presence of domestic students. because i feel they could have given a better perspective from their side of how they feel as international students live around them on campus but i guess someone else who wins it this year could probably take that forward so yeah i just thought of another question mm-hmm. for you okay yeah. so as mr international 2018 2019 how right. do you think the international student community can be improved and can be more like more of a community instead of being so spread out 
Right. I mean, the responsibilities of inter- international royalty could probably be a little higher than they are at the moment. Just because I feel that since we are representatives of the international community, I feel that we should play a major part in doing stuff around campus rather than just hosting one event to show our platform. Even students that come here, be it from India or be it from Japan or whatever, rather than trying to group within themselves, they should try their best to mingle with other people, mix up with other people. Other people meaning? People of other culture, like for example, I would like to see a lot more Korean students talk to a lot more Indian students, just to throw an example out there. Yeah. You would learn a lot more from talking to multiple people about their experiences. It starts off over there when one student talks to another and you just do it on, take it on from there. In terms of percentage of population on campus, we're probably not that big. But I still feel that we have a certain voice because we come from another place. And the way things are going on politically, we should make ourselves heard a little more. Everybody who is part of the international community over here on campus would do a lot more to talk to people and to just, you know, try to make our international community recognizable. Well, I learned a lot from this conversation. Thank you so much, Pratik, for your insight. Yeah, no problem. I'm happy to be here and share my two cents so yeah and that wraps up the end of today's episode if you want to be featured on the next episode of legal aliens with mars or if you have ideas and stories to share you can always reach me on facebook my username is mardiana malik and if you haven't heard the previous episode you can head over to soundcloud.com slash mardiana malik As always, thank you so much for listening and I hope you learned something new. Until then, stay legal and I'll catch you next time.